So to help calm myself down, to talk about something fun, because there's one thing that is good. The Flyers. Yeah! A little bit of a dub. Back in the win column for the Fly Guys. 4-3 to three win over the Rangers. Here to talk about that game. Joining me on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline, Dr. Paul Glatt, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Visit drglatt.com. It is our hockey guy here around the gambler, and that is Larry Henry Jr. Follow him at lhenry019. Larry, I need to start first off with this. Uh, Claude Giroux being back in the lineup certainly helped out, right? 100 percent uh anytime you get a guy like that coming back um you know fresh uh you're a little worried though just because of um how how fit is he gonna be but hey that's a great performance by him tonight three assists um obviously we see him chipping in a lot more assists than goals uh probably in the last couple seasons but um yeah good performance from him and a great result for the team because after that um uh, Lake Tahoe disaster uh, against the Bruins. Um, that it was a it was a great way to bounce back. Obviously, this is the Rangers team that um, I continue to write off, and they continued to give the Flyers some trouble. Uh, obviously, probably could have even had a couple more goals if it wasn't for Brian Elliott tonight. Um, obviously, uh, Chris Kreider had the hat trick, so um, they were able to kind of keep him off the board after that, but. Uh, overall, good win for the team. Uh, you need to get um, some momentum going, obviously, after getting drubbed by the Bruins. And um, now they get ready to go on the road for two games in Buffalo over the weekend. And um, as much as I want to say that the Sabres are not really a great hockey team, they've already beat the Flyers uh, once this season, 6-1 to one, earlier uh, at the Wells Fargo Center this season. Um, and they've also picked up some wins over the last week. So uh, definitely going to be a, t- a tough couple games coming up for the Flyers, but a uh, great way to bounce back tonight with uh, with an important two points at home. Yeah, very two important points because they haven't been getting very many points as of late. Now, the last time they played the Rangers, they did get a point because it went into overtime. So what what was the difference? What changed between that game? Because we, we could talk about the Boston game all we want, but that the, the Lake Tahoe game, I just want to push it to the side, forget about it, not the scenery, just forget about the game that was played on the ice. The Flyers basically went to Lake Tahoe and took a vacation. But the last time they played the Rangers, they went to overtime, 2-2 game. It was very low scoring, and then all of a sudden, you know, score goals just became a, not easy, but certainly it just seemed like they were the offenses were doing a lot more in this game than in the previous one. What changed? What led the Flyers to win this game uh, after going to overtime and losing in a shootout to the Rangers? A big thing is an issue that I continue to kind of bring up on, uh, obviously, your show and Sean's show is, um, is shots on goal. Uh, tonight they outshot the Rangers by 12, uh, finishing 39-27, to 27, so that was huge. Um, so they were able to go out there and just kind of um, let some things rip. Obviously they had uh, eight power plays, which helps. Um, they scored on two of those, and I know the Rangers scored on uh, two of their five power plays as well. But um, obviously having Giroux back helped because – uh, they won a lot of face-offs tonight as well. 64% uh, face-offs won by the Flyers. So, And Claude Giroux is a big reason for that. He's one of the best in the league in the face-off circles. So uh, those are two reasons why I think tonight was a better performance than uh, the overtime, the uh, shootout loss uh, last week. Um, and then overall, you got some guys that are 
uh, chipping in some goals uh, outside of, you know, with some guys missing. Um, Drew gets three assists. Shane Goss is here, and also Eric Gustafson both get their first goals uh, of the season, the defenders. And then you have Kevin Hayes, who uh, continues to deliver against his former team. I know uh, for a while, I think he was scored three go- three goals in his last four games against them. Uh, that's now pushed up to four in his last five. So, uh, and a great finish because uh, watching the uh, the replay of that goal, I mean, he snuck that in over the uh, the shoulder of Igor Shosturkin, and uh, it was really just a great finish by him. Um, but overall, uh, it was good to see everyone kind of chip in. Obviously, Brian Elliott saved them with some big saves as well uh, late in the game, denying Chris Kreider a fourth goal and also denying Mika Zibanejad on a pair of breakaways in the game. Uh, who He's a guy who was one of the Rangers' best players last season. Unfortunately, his, his production hasn't really carried over to this season yet. Um, I have a feeling it will at some point. He'll be able to kind of snap out of that, but... Um, but back with the Flyers, I mean, it was just a good overall team performance. Uh, kept the pressure on, and um, and overall, like we said, two two important points in a division that uh, continues to see the Flyers obviously up near the top with Boston, but then you also have those teams behind them uh, like Pittsburgh, Washington, also the Islanders in the mix now uh, for some playoff places. Yeah, Brian Elliott tonight looked very good. Now, it's a, a good thing to see him playing well. Carter Hart's obviously going through some struggles, but I think he will be fine, and he should be fine. Uh, but Brian Elliott has, has played really well as of late when he's needed to, and he certainly played well in this game. Uh, how did you? What did you think of his performance tonight? Oh, I thought Elliott was, uh, was sensational uh, tonight. Obviously, he lets up three goals. Uh, none of them were really... Great goals by Chris Kreider. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who's scrappy. He's around the front of the net. And a lot of those goals came off of that, uh, you know, passing in front of the net. And he just happens to be there to kind of pounce on the rebound. But I thought Elliott did great. Made some big saves. Obviously, the two against Abandonjad on breakaways. um, Both ended up being backhand saves. So um, those were uh, important. Obviously, the one later in the game when it was 4-3 obviously keeps them from having to go to overtime. And then obviously denying Kreider again later in the in the third period. So uh, great, great for Elliott. He's three and one now on the season. Obviously, we know what he can bring. He's a veteran, and and he's a good guy to have. Obviously, paired with Carter Hart. And I think at some point uh, soon, Carter Hart should be able to kind of work out the kinks with him because we know he's a special goaltender. He's young. He's still got a lot of um, you know potential and everything. And, and everything he did last season, I think obviously is going to put a little bit of pressure on him to replicate that. And uh, with a shortened season, I don't think you're going to replicate everything like you did last season. So Carter Hart should be, be should be fine, obviously. Uh, he's the face of the goal the goalie core for uh, several years going into the future now. And um, But, again, Brian Elliott, great, great performance. And probably we see him one of those games in Buffalo because now they have a couple days off to go up to Buffalo for – a 1 o'clock uh, puck drop on Saturday, and then you have a, a 3 o'clock puck drop on Sunday. So um, I, I can't see Hart or Elliott playing both of those games. Get, get some rotation in there and uh, hopefully come back home with, uh, with a couple uh, more points. We're going over the Flyers' 4-3 win tonight against the Rangers with Larry Henry Jr. Follow him at LHenry019. Uh, so Carter Hart, I think, is going to be fine, and he'll end up bouncing back. But last season, there was a player that didn't kind of live up to the expectations after coming back to the Flyers, but this season has been on an absolute tear. 
another goal for JVR. I mean, is this is this James Van Riemsdyk here to stay? Is this is this what we can expect from him moving forward this season? Because he is off to a tremendous start. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's he's one guy who um, we've obviously seen him in the past. Uh, obviously, followed him when he went went away, went to Toronto, and then came back. Um, and Van Reems like has, has really been kind of like an unsung hero in a way because uh, he's got nine goals now this season, seven of them on the power play, which ties him for the league lead uh, with Austin Matthews, who uh, is scoring a goal literally every game for Toronto, and then Joe Pavelski with Dallas also has seven. So uh, we're seeing the best right now of James Van Reemsdyke. Obviously, earlier in the season, he was off to a career-best start. Um, he gets the goal tonight, only the one point, but everything he does for the team, uh, his willingness to go in front of the net, uh, his physical play, uh, scrappiness and everything, I think he's uh, he brings it all to the table. And, and you saw that again uh, tonight with a goal. And uh, I think we're going to see more good moments from JVR going forward, especially because um, we don't know yet when we're going to see some of those other key guys come back from the COVID list. Obviously, there's been some news about uh, Oscar Lindblom and also Justin Braun. Um, nothing really new on Travis Konechny. Uh And then, you know, so those guys still have to come back. But um, I think the longer those guys are out, the more, um, you know, pressure is going to be on JVR to deliver because he's been such a veteran in this league and a veteran with this team. So uh, JVR is continuing to shine and uh, another goal and gets rewarded tonight. So another guy that uh, recorded a couple of points tonight is Shane Gossespair. A goal and an assist for the Flyers tonight. Obviously played a big part in them winning this game against the Rangers tonight. How do you think he's been this season? Uh, wh- what would your assessment be of Shane Gossespair? Because you know things haven't been going well as of late, uh, especially at the end of last season. It was a healthy scratch a lot. So it, what about this year? How, how have you assessed his performance so far this season? Well, with Gossesphere, I mean, he obviously when he came into the league, he he had so much potential uh, offensively, and obviously his injuries, his knee injuries, have kind of um, you know ha- hampered that a little bit. But um, I think he's done you know pretty well for the time he's been called on. Uh, obviously, Justin Braun's out, so he, so Gossesphere is getting some more minutes right now. He had twenty, a little over twenty minutes of ice time tonight, which is the second most. Um, in the defensive core behind Ivan Provorov, who's always, I think, going to lead uh, every single night. But, um, yeah, good performance from Gosses here. He was uh, able to get some, obviously, shots uh, on goal. He had six shots on goal, which was the most uh, by a Flyers defender tonight. And, uh, obviously, he was tied for Kevin Hayes, for, uh, the second most by a Flyers player uh, behind Claude Drew, who had eight. Um, but Gosses here, I think, did well. He's uh, showing good moments. Obviously, um, it's good to see him healthy and being able to do what he does best, and that's get in on the offensive attack and then also use his physicality on the back end. And um, I think it was a good performance by him. I think a good performance by uh, Eric Usofsson, who's shown some this season as well. But uh, both of those guys with two points. And um, for once, not saying I heard of the points. He didn't have any, but... Uh, so uh, I think Gosses here, uh, the more he continues to put up performances like this, the ice time is going to continue to be up at a consistent level. For him, hopefully that stays the same when, when Justin Braun comes back. Because, uh, like I said, I think we're going to be 
but I think Austin Sphere, if he keeps playing at a high level, then I think Alain has got to stick with him because uh, you want some defenders that can uh, obviously get some points as well. We're talking with Larry Henry Jr. on the Dr. Glavery Grow Your Hairline. Follow him at LHenry019. All things hockey and Flyers. And let's go to all things hockey now outside of Philadelphia. Uh, because we, we do have a game at the uh, first intermission. They're about to play the second period. Blues and Kings. Did you have a play tonight for this game? Because the Kings now plus 125 in the money line. Uh, Blues minus 159. I imagine those numbers aren't much different from the start of this game because it's still nothing, nothing after one. Uh, what do you like in that Kings Blue game, Blues game? Because still no score yet. Uh, who do you think maybe comes out with a victory here? Yeah, overall, I mean, this is a Blues team that is obviously still, uh, you know, still has a lot of players from that Stanley Cup winning year, and um, I, I understand fully why they're heavy favorites tonight against the Kings. So far through one period, they've outshot the Kings eleven to five. Um, but I'm actually going with the Kings because the Kings before the season um, weren't, weren't really predicted to go anywhere. They were one of those teams that um, were probably going to finish outside the playoff places, not re- a lot of consistency last season. And uh, But lately they've won five in a row. They've got some real good goaltending play from uh, Jonathan Quick, looking like the Jonathan Quick of old. So uh, that's a good sign. And Dustin Brown, who – uh, he's been a veteran in this league and with this team for a while now. Um, he's scored in three of his last four games, so that's a player prop uh, option out there if, you, if you're looking for uh, someone to find the back of the net. Um, but overall, I think the Kings have what it, take to, have what it takes to get it done tonight, especially because they've been able to pick up some important wins of late. Um, they've been able to get themselves kind of back on track a little bit and uh, in a division that – um, you know, is pretty kind of loaded up at the top. But uh, I like the Kings to get the win. And like I said, uh, Dustin Brown to score. Uh, and then looking at another game that's going on right now is uh, the Minnesota Wild against the Colorado Avalanche. Tied 1-1 right now uh, midway through the second period. Um, and this is an Avalanche team that obviously relies a lot around uh, everything revolves around Nathan McKinnon. But there's some other good guys on this offense, Nazem Kadri. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog as well, Mika Ratnan. Uh, and right now over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get uh, the Avalanche actually on the puck line at minus one at plus 125. I think that's some good value there because, uh, again, you're looking at an Avalanche team with a lot of offensive firepower. And um, overall, I think they will win this game by uh, double digit, you know, uh, more than one goal tonight. And that minus one. Uh, definitely some value rather than just taking them on the money line, which is still at a, a whopping one minus one seventy five. So I uh, like the Avalanche on the puck line minus one, and then uh, also the Kings uh, plus one twenty five uh, on the money line to get the win. And Dustin Brown is my guy to score. He's been red hot for the Kings right now. I like it. I always like when uh, we can get a plus money bet in. Now, there are a few games that have gone final. Of course, the Flyers game, but Stars beat the Panthers 3 to nothing. Maple Leafs a 2-1 to win against the Flames. But also, a big Central Division matchup. This is the second game in a row that these two have played. One was in Carolina. The Lightning end up getting a win. And what was a very good hockey game. But this game ended up being in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Lightning getting a 3 to nothing win over the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are playing really well heading into these two games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But is this, 
are the result of these two games, is this kind of proven that this is the Lightning's division to win? Although Carolina's look great, and I love Carolina this season. I think they do some big things. But is this kind of proof these last two games that this is the Lightning's division to win? Yeah, that definitely. I still think that this is a Lightning team that obviously, I mean, they won the Stanley Cup last season. Um, and obviously, we talked, to, you and me talked about this last week with Carolina. Um, it's a team that I really like. Uh, they do a lot of good things down there uh, with that team. Obviously, Sebastian Ajo is um, the key there. But when you look at Tampa Bay, the depth that they have, the, the offensive firepower they have, I mean, right now, looking at that division, they're a plus 23 on goal differential. The next highest uh, would be Carolina at plus 14, and then Florida at plus 8, who leads that division by one point right now. But um, it's a Tampa Bay team that, you know, is just, you know, they do a lot of good things. They, they don't really make too many mistakes. Um, Andre Vasilevsky is a Vezina uh, candidate, I think, each and every year. And then once we get the playoff time, I mean, you're going to get a you're going to get a healthy Nikita Kucherov back um, from injury. He he should be back for the playoffs, so uh, that's a big boost. That's just like getting you know a, a guy in the trade deadline or something like that. And uh, Steven Stamkos has had a really good, strong start to the season. So uh, I still think at the end of the season, Tampa Bay is going to get that number one spot in that division. I think Florida makes it as well. I also think Carolina makes it. Uh, the fourth spot is interesting because you have a, you have Chicago, who has 24 points. Patrick Kane had three points last night. He's continued to, to be an MVP candidate, in my opinion. And then you have Columbus and Dallas right outside uh, of them. Columbus is three points out. Dallas is uh, eight points out, which is surprising because they were the Western Conference uh, finalists last season. So it's, I think it's going to come down to those three teams. Uh, I think it's a little early to say, especially because Dallas has, has played six fewer games than both Chicago and Columbus due to COVID. But um, I still think that it's going to be interesting to see those three teams. But when you look at it, Florida, Tampa Bay, and Carolina, they're going to be the teams, I think, that uh, make some noise when it's playoff time. Yeah, I think Carolina will definitely make some noise. Uh, so that's a look at the Central Division. The East Division, though, the division the Flyers are in, the Bruins are a heavy favorite. Minus 143, the Flyers at plus 300. Are we kind of past the point where uh, the, the Flyers, even the Islanders, Penguins, uh, there's really no legitimate number two or legitimate team that can come close to the Bruins, or is it still too early to tell that? I still think it's a little too early. Um, when you look at games, obviously games played, Washington's, uh, who's second in the division, they played 18. The Islanders, who are fifth, have played 18. And then everyone else has played fewer. The Flyers and the Bruins have both played 16. Um, Bruins right now three points better off than the Flyers. And actually the Bruins, they're the only team in that division who has a double-digit plus goal differential. They're plus 15. The next uh, highest are the Flyers and the Islanders both at plus one, and you have Washington and the Penguins who are both in a, a negative right now. So uh, it's going to be really cool to see how it plays out because we we talked about this last season to see where the Flyers would kind of end up when it came uh, to playoff time and everything like that. And 
yeah, I think that the Flyers definitely still could sneak that number one seed just because we, we've seen how they played last season. We've seen Carter Hart at his best. I still don't think he's at that best yet this season, but he still has a lot of time to get there. Um, and then you have some teams like Pittsburgh, who has a lot of veteran leadership. Sidney Crosby just played his 1,000th game for the Penguins, so and he's been uh, red hot of, of late. And then you have uh, also Washington with Alex Ovechkin, who's continuing to rack up goals. So I still think the four teams we see right now uh, in the live standings, I think those are going to be the four teams that represent the East. Um, but I, I don't think you can write off the Islanders because the Islanders, obviously, they gave the Flyers trouble in the in the playoffs. Um, they they played the Flyers pretty decently so far uh, this season. So and they're only right out of the playoff spot right now just because of um, you know just obviously because of the point percentage. So uh, so that's a team that I think could sneak in it. But I don't really see the the, the lower three teams, the Rangers, Devils, or, or Buffalo uh, Sabers uh, sneaking in there. I, I think these top five teams are going to be the top five that uh, we talk about for most of the season and. But I think in the end, it's going to be Boston, the Flyers, uh, Capitals, and Penguins that make it out of that division. Talking some pucks and sticks right now with Larry Henry Jr. Follow him at LHenry019 on that Twitter machine. So there are some spreads and lines out for tomorrow. Uh, I know we'll get more in-depth tomorrow on your Twitter account at LHenry019 of what plays you do like. But just glancing over the board, uh, what are some games that you like for tomorrow? Maybe do you like the Hurricanes to bounce back, plus 120? Uh, Capitals and Penguins, they play tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, both minus 108 on the money line. So uh, basically a pick in between those two. A couple of pretty good games tomorrow. Anything that's catching your attention so far? So far, uh, I'm going to start off with that Penguins-Capitals game because I think any time uh, you get Crawls via Vetchkin, it's always a fun Fun, so much. Watch. Is it still f- – now, is this sort of getting to when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were – you know Peyton Manning was starting to be at the end. Like, is it starting to feel like that now? Because, let's be honest, we're not going to see maybe much more of Ovechkin and Crosby. Yeah, it's starting to get like that because, uh, you know, both these guys obviously uh, older now, getting probably to the end of their careers, um, but both still playing at a high level and still leaders for their respective teams. So uh, anytime anytime I'm around and can can watch those games live, I'm always tuning in just because something something fun is going to happen. One of those guys is going to score a crazy goal or or set up a crazy goal, and uh, I think that's, Anytime those two teams get together, it's always pretty uh, fun to watch. Get the popcorn ready, sort of thing. And uh, but overall, when I if I have to pick a pick a winner tomorrow between these teams, I, I like Pittsburgh because uh, Pittsburgh right now, um, Crosby's playing at a high level. He's been racking up some points, and then he's getting a lot of help too from uh, a lot of other guys. Uh, Kasperi Kapanen got the game winner the other night. Uh, Genny Malkin uh, is continuing to rack up points, and then Crystal Tang had two goals uh, a couple games back as well. So uh, an early pick between that game, that's a pick em. I, I like the Penguins uh, to get the win. And then also uh, looking probably in one of the later games is uh, the Montreal Canadiens against the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, the Canadiens, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out because they, they are the first team to – uh, fire a head coach this season. Claude Julian got the uh, got the boot today by the Canadians. So 
Uh, Canadians obviously going to be playing under a new head coach. And uh, and then you have the Jets, who are uh, underdogs coming into tomorrow, plus 110 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Lock it in. Uh, I think the Jets give, the, give them a tough game. Uh, it's a team that has a lot of different people to choose from. Mark Sheffley, uh, the leader there uh, offensively. Nikolai Ellers has had a great start to the season. And I think Montreal is kind of on the bit of a – the downturn after starting the season off so well. So uh, that's a play I like uh, at the 8 o'clock window tomorrow, the Jets to pull off the upset win over Montreal. And real quick, before I let you go, I want to go back to that Penguins and Capitals game. Not just the game. Uh, I do like the Penguins pick. But uh, Penguins 10-6-1 this season. Capitals 9-5-4. and four. If you had to pick one, and look, if neither of them are, are uh, a candidate for this, you could say, hey, they both stink. Uh, but which one would you give probably the better chance for a good postseason run? Do either of these two teams have that in them, and which team would you say has a better chance at that? Uh, I definitely have to go with Pittsburgh, um, just because of the fact that when you look at the goaltending play, um, they have Tristan Jari. Uh, you know, he's he's shown some great skill over the last few seasons. Uh, obviously, kind of forced Matt Murray out of the equation there in Pittsburgh. And when you look at Washington, it's tough because um, everyone expected uh, Henrik Lundqvist to play uh, a key role for them. Obviously, his uh, health issues uh, have forced him to sit out this season. Uh, hopefully we see Henrik Lundqvist again because he's been such a great uh, player in this league. Um, but with his absence, it's really kind of created a hole uh, in the goaltending play in Washington. Uh, Ilya Samsonov has uh, done a lot of the work there. Uh, he's a young guy, so I think if it came to playoff time, I would trust Jari more than I would trust Samsonov. Uh, and then overall, too, I mean, Crosby uh, has won more uh, you know, than Ovechkin, and he knows what it takes him, Latang, Malkin. They've been together for a while. Ooh, is that a little Crosby-Ovechkin shot there? Is that Was there, there a little insight into which one you like more? I like, I like that. Well, it, it, it's funny. It, it, it's actually the opposite. I, I, I have a couple of Ovechkin jerseys stashed away. Uh, wow. I, you, I don't know if you were supposed to say that out loud, uh, Larry Henry Jr. Come on, Flyers guy. You can't tell us, oh, even though I would. I, if you want to give me one of those jerseys, I'll take one. <laughs> hey, man, I got, I got, the, re- I got the retro uh, Capitals with the stars down the down Oh, the that's a good-looking one, the, too. We're not supposed yeah, to give Capitals man. praise, but that's a great-looking uh, uni. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, and like they always say, your, your favorite players uh, never, don't have to come from your favorite team. Um, so I, I have... Obviously, some some good ones there. Vetchkin, Marcus Naslin back in the day from nice. the Super Canucks, uh, and uh, you know some some Flyers ones. Obviously, the old Mark Recchi, the old uh, <laughs> I guess I can say the, I can say the old Wayne Simmons now, unfortunately, because uh, I thought he would end his career with the Flyers, and that uh, that kind of went up in the smoke. But uh, yeah, so obviously got a good. Good stash, John. Whenever you want, you can always pop by. Uh, I'll, I'll rent. I'll rent out the Vetskin jersey <laughs> for you, and uh, you know, you just gotta buy me lunch. Yeah, you know what? That sounds that sounds good. I think I need an update though on my my last jersey I I had at Flyers or it was Flyers, but last hockey jersey I had was a uh, John Leclaire jersey. Uh, Larry, I think I need an update. I think I need to get a new one. I think you need an update. If you want, you can have a personalized uh, 
Henry 19 jersey. Oh! Uh, those are hard to come by. And that, that sounds was, like a uh, legit player on the Flyers team. If if I didn't know Nolan Patrick was 19, uh, I would I would legitimately think that the Flyers had a player Henry with the number 19. That's that, that looks legit. Yeah, hey, if, you know, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he'll sign it for you too. It might be worth the money. I love it. You know, you worth five or ten cents. I love it. You are an absolute legend, Larry Henry Jr. Everybody should be. uh, They should be trying to line up for your autograph. We're just lucky enough to have you on this station and talking hockey and giving us some picks, Larry. Great to have you on again, and great to be talking about a Flyers win. Uh, We haven't been able to do that a lot lately, so that's good. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, John. Really appreciate it. And uh, any, like I said, anytime. Uh, big, big games this weekend. Uh, Buffalo. Yes. Hopefully, we hopefully we can uh, you know connect uh, next week uh, after after those games happen, and obviously uh, another busy stretch comes up for the Flyers. And unfortunately, uh, your your bet on Miles Turner. Uh, uh, that... tabs on it as it was going, uh, <laughs> praying that he would get two rebounds in the final minutes of the game, but unfortunately. Uh, falls just short. That's it. All the nice things I said about you out the window. Now they're they're all gone. Now they brought that up. Uh, Larry, thanks for, thanks for joining me, man. Always enjoy it. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. At L Henry zero one nine. Follow him on Twitter. Had to had to had to poke at that. Had to, had to get a shot in. That wasn't that wasn't a a right hook to the jaw that Larry Henry just did. That was just. A nice little stiff kidney shot uh, that Larry Henry just did to me. Yeah, 